Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Hey, Shannon. What a crazy day already. Right? (laughs) It's funny. We're supposed to be talking about stress and anxiety, and we're both already stressed out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we've had things breaking and it's only 10 in the morning here and all of our already <laughs> things are falling apart around the house and it's just crazy for both of us. So my washing machine broke funny. this morning. My new washing machine broke this morning. Um, My new oh, curtain geez. rod broke this morning and I've only been up for 45 minutes <laughs> and you had some fun happen last night too. Oh, yes. We have this alarm system that's about 10 years old, and it woke us at 3.15 because one of the window sensors is old and tired and just thought it would freak out. (laughs) And we've had two others do that in the last couple of weeks, and we're getting pretty annoyed with it. And they keep saying they can't come out to fix it till like the first week in November, and we're like, what? Wait, why do we have an alarm system if we can't use it? This is ridiculous. So, And there's no more fun way to wake up in the middle of the night than with your alarm system blaring at you. That's horrific. Exactly. Right. The first time it did it, we were like all a Twitter that, oh my goodness, somebody's in the house. And we, The second time it was like, oh, geez. And last night it was like, doggone it. They need to stop this. And our concern is that it's like the boy who cried wolf. At some point, it may go off because somebody's actually breaking in. And we'll just go, those darn sensors, (laughs) and not be prepared. So today we're going to talk about stress and anxiety. But first, there was something I wanted to cover. Last time we talked about boundaries. And there was one aspect of boundaries that I don't think we covered, but that is really important these days. Oh, go for it. These days, everybody's on all kinds of social media. And we talked about setting boundaries around yourself so other people can't take advantage of you and hurt you and how to be clear with what your boundaries are and all that. But we did not, I don't think, look at setting boundaries for yourself on what you put out there in the world in social media. Oh, that's a good one. There are things in your life that are private and you need to keep them private. I'm all about being open and honest and real and those things. And I do that. But there are some things that I don't share because, first of all, it's nobody's business, and they're all really personal, sensitive things. And especially, I'm a professional person, you're a professional person, and we want to be perceived as professional out in the world. We can't go around sharing things that are really vulnerable and potential problems. We need to set our own boundaries around ourselves and what parts of us we share and with whom. We might share our really deep personal things 
with our family and our loved ones or our dear friends, but on social media, I think we need to keep those separate. And I'm afraid that a lot of people these days have gotten it confused and think all of their, quote, friends out there on social media need to hear their most personal stuff. And I think that's an important boundary for us to be aware of. I totally agree. I wonder frequently when I see friends who are having marital problems or problems with their kids and they're just spilling all of it on social media. And I think if you ever had a chance to save your marriage or have a good relationship with your kid, you're blowing it now by humiliating these people or badmouthing them to the world. So I think you right. need to pay attention to yeah. you know, what you're hoping to accomplish and then maybe come up with other ways to achieve that. Right, exactly. And that is personal and needs to stay personal and worked out with the people that are involved, not with the world. Anyway, that's an important boundary part that we, I don't think we covered, and it's really important. That's a boundary that's going to be a little bit different for everybody. I know for sure there are lots of people who have gone through something or are experienced something who have found a community online that helped them just by posting something on social media. But I think that's um, right. a step that needs to be taken with a whole lot of caution. And it can certainly work out for you, but it can also certainly backfire. So just think before you Definitely. post. Right. And be aware. If you have a particular social media group that is focused on whatever your issue is, and it's just a post within that group, fine. But a general post to the world, please consider before you post. So Yes, make things a little bit more private. There we go. And if you don't, it might cause stress and anxiety. <laughs> it's all connected. How was that for a transition? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so I wanted to share a quote that I heard the other day, if you don't mind. Oh, go. Go. I yes. knew that we would be talking about this issue. And I was listening to an NPR interview a fresh air interview, which I love. And it was uh, a conversation mm -hmm. with U.S. Poet Laureate Joy Harjo. And she wrote a memoir uh -huh. called Poet Warrior. And the interviewer was asking, you know, how did you get to these beautiful poems from the pain that you experienced in your life? And her answer was, pain is an arrow, a compacted point. You can either use it against yourself or use it as a tool. And I thought, that's wow. it. Because we all experience yeah. stress and we all go through bad times and everybody has some kind of pain, whether you can see it in their life or not. And so pain isn't really the problem. It's what you do with it that is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people think that stress and anxiety are the same thing, but they're really not. Oh, talk about that. Stress is your body's response to anything that requires attention or action, like our alarm going off this morning. <laughs> uh, we had to get up. We had to go figure it out. We had to make sure nobody had broken in. And for a very brief time, we were stressed. And when you're stressed, you have your endorphins 
kick up and you are, it's the fight or flight response mm-hmm. and you get very focused. And actually, that can be a good thing because that's why humans have survived so long is because they can react quickly because of stress. When something comes along, they go, oh, this is happening and we need to do something and this is what we're going to do. And you do it. And that's kept us alive for eons. Mm -hmm. Stress can be a good thing. But it also can be a negative thing. If you hold on to it, if you continue it, like with us last night with our alarm system, it was really scary and stressful for about half an hour until we figured out what was going on and that nobody had broken in and that it was the alarm system and then we had to figure out how to turn it off. And that was stressful. Mm-hmm. But then we let it go. And that is something that people forget to do, is to let it go. You have to pay attention. I think in our world today, there's so much information in our daily lives. I read somewhere, and I'm going to get this completely wrong, but the the concept (laughs) is the same. We're bombarded by multiple times more pieces of information in a day than people used to be in an entire lifetime back in the 18, early 1900s, just by virtue of the fact that we can have access to that much more information thanks to computers and the internet and all that. And that that in and of itself causes stress. So I think we get used to living with a certain level of stress that we don't even recognize anymore until it finally gets over the top and we start redlining And we think, oh, I'm really stressed. But by that point, there's so much going on that it's almost a challenge to kind of focus on, okay, what's causing this problem? Because so many things are contributing to it. And sometimes just the fact of those things is what's stressful. When you've got the kids and the dog and the husband and the house and things are breaking and a job and things aren't going well there or it's a challenge. And sometimes just the fact of all those things occurring in your life at the same time is stressful even when all of them are good. Right. Well, and there is positive stress. Yes, there is positive stress. So I've, I've had people ask me before, like, well, how do I know I mean, I know there's something going on in my life that's stressing me out, but how do I know exactly what it is? And I think getting back to the definition of stress, which is your body's response, start paying attention to how you're physically reacting to things. Are you feeling your muscles tighten up? Are you feeling your stomach start to turn? Is your head starting to hurt? Like this is your body going, hey, pay attention to this. Right. Exactly. And there again, it can be a good thing short term. You have to pay attention to your thoughts also. What are you thinking that is creating all of this? Oh, that's big. keep going back to the alarm guy thing that happened last night, but that's a great example. When we first woke up, it was like, oh my gosh, what if somebody's in the house? What are we going to do? My husband jumps up, pulls on a pair of pants and, you know, runs out And it's all the thoughts that go with that. And this time it wasn't nearly as exaggerated. Our thoughts were different than the first time the alarm went off Mm -hmm. because we 
had experience was like, oh yeah, it's that stupid sensor again. <laughs> and so our thoughts were different. So our level of stress was different. Mm-hmm. And if we pay attention to our thought, it will lower our level of stress. Yep, exactly. And sometimes that, that takes taking a longer view of things. It's very easy to sit in the middle of what's going on in your life and just feel it swirling around you. And it makes it really hard to see the bigger picture. But if you can get out mm-hmm. of it a little bit and look at it. I had this experience the other day when I was driving away from my house. I mean, I own a home. And things happen in a yeah. home that need to be fixed. Right. And it's uh-huh. not like everything is trashed, but there are things that I really would like to get taken care of. And right. sometimes that's too much. Like I've been waiting for certain things to get fixed or to be able to afford to get certain things done for a long time. And sometimes that's all I see. And as I was driving away mm-hmm. from the house the other day, I took a look back and just seeing it from half a block away with the beautiful tree that mm-hmm. hangs over the house and this lovely little piece of land. And like, I saw it yeah. differently and it made me kind of go, oh, uh-huh. right. Things are okay. Yes. Excellent. And what happened to your stress level? It went way down instantly. I mean, yeah. I noticed that I started to yeah. breathe easier and I'm like, yeah, I'd love to get some new patio roof materials, you know? But in the meantime, sure. I still have this sweet little place, you know? Yes. It just took a little distance. That's beautiful. What a great example. And it's all about our thoughts. I have a couple of cool quotes I like about this. Tony Robbins said, it's not the events of our life that shape us, but our beliefs as to what those events mean. And that's just what you were saying. Mm -hmm. You looked at your house from a different perspective and went, Oh, wow. I'm very fortunate. This is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy with this instead of, gee, I need to fix the roof. I love that. And I have another great Winston Churchill quote. He says, when I look back on all these worries, I remember the story of the old man who said on his deathbed that he had had a lot of trouble in his life, most of which had never happened. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And that brings us to worries. Because when people worry, when we have stress and we deal with it, we get a hold of the thoughts, we deal with the situation, we can let go of the stress. And worry is when we hold on to all that negativity. It's persistent, excessive worries that don't go away Even in the absence of stress, a lot of people worry, which is a red flag emotion. It's one of those things that lets you know something is not right and it needs to be dealt with, or your thoughts are not right and need to be dealt with. But then you need to put the flag down. And when you find yourself just worrying, it becomes very destructive. And it's a big fat waste of time and energy. When when I was growing up, you used to tell me that worry was like a rocking chair. It gave you something to do, but it didn't get you anywhere. <laughs> wow, I was really wise, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And the danger with worry is that it becomes an entrenched pattern 
of thinking. Yes. And that once you start thinking mm-hmm. that way, it gets really hard to change it because you can yes. carve out these patterns in your brain that just become easier and easier and easier for your your thoughts to follow. And then once that happens, it becomes more about just choosing a different thought. Like that's your habit now. Right. And a lot of people get so used to focusing on what they're worrying about that they have trouble letting go of that and actually seeing all the beauty. It's like you with your patio roof. If you only look at your patio roof, you're going to be a wreck because you can't afford to fix it right now. But you get away from it and you get a new perspective and you go, oh my gosh, there's so much more than a patio roof. And I love it all. So it's very important for people to be aware of what they worry about. If they can fix it, do something about it. If they can't, put the flag down and let it go. I know people who worry about the condition of the world. Well, yes, there are things to be concerned about. There's also much more to be thrilled about. And it's all what you choose to focus on. And you don't have the ability to fix the condition of the world. We can fix our little area of it. We can do what we can in our community or in our homes or for the planet, but we cannot change everything. And focusing on it and worrying about it will just make you sick, physically sick. People who worry all the time get headaches, they get stomach aches, they get shortness of breath. And if you do it for too long, you get other kinds of physical problems that are really serious. So it's very important to notice what you're worrying about it. If you can do something about it, do it. And if you can't, Put the flag down because worry doesn't fix anything. It's like your brilliant mother said. (laughs) It's like being in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. (laughs) I would challenge anybody to pay attention when you wake up and right out out of the gate start having a bad day because it's really easy to go, oh, okay. I guess I'm having one of those days and then just hate everything for the rest of the day. And by the time you come home from work, you are angry at the world. Your body hurts. Your attention span is short. Your patience is short. But you can stop that. Like you and I both had a pretty, yes, um, not terrible, but (laughs) irritating start to the day. And there is a point at which you kind of go, okay, I'm done with that now. Now I'm moving forward with positivity and I'm expecting good things to happen. And you can kind of feel the energy shift and then, yes, bring the good day back. Exactly. You get to choose that. Exactly. We do all the time, all day, every day. We get to choose. And it's based on our thoughts and how we perceive things. And that creates our feelings and that creates how we see what we're living. So it's really important for people to be really aware of what they're thinking, especially if you're worried or feeling stressed. What you need to do is acknowledge the cause, take action, and then let 
go of distress and anxiety. So there's a long list of steps you've written out that will maybe help to deal with stress. Right. There there are many things you can do and not in any particular order. Um, first of all, pay attention to your thoughts and shift them if they are negative. Find the positive. Look at the trees. Look at the sunshine. Look at whatever. I can't tell you how many times I've said to somebody, look, at, isn't it a beautiful day? And they go, yeah, but we really need the rain. Well, yes, we do need the rain. I'm not going to focus on what I can't control. I'm focusing on right now, it's a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to your thoughts and focus on the good. Take some time out. Eat well. Limit your alcohol and caffeine intake, which a lot of people don't like. But alcohol and caffeine can aggravate anxiety and trigger panic attacks. So mm -hmm. it's important to pay attention to what you eat and what you drink. Get sleep if you can and exercise. And I always go, oh no, I hate exercise. Well, exercise means anything that moves your body. Go out and take a walk in the neighborhood or through the park. Swim if you can. You don't have to go to the gym. Just move your body because when you do that, it releases the endorphins and that helps you feel better. Mm -hmm. Take deep breaths. Breathing is huge. And when we are stressed or anxious, we do little short breaths. If you take time to just do three or four really deep breaths and relax your body, you'll be amazed at the difference it makes. Yep. Find the gratitude, find the positive. It's always there. Don't let the negative run your show. And most of all, be gentle with yourself. Yeah, that's a big one. We compare ourselves yeah. to people a lot or put expectations on ourselves that uh. are unrealistic and that nobody else has for us. And finding a balance between yes. achieving what you want to achieve and becoming who you want to become and also being happy with who you are, it takes a little practice. Yes. I was just looking at the the first step you mentioned, which was take a time out. Take a time out uh -huh. away from your electronics. Because I think we're yes. all inclined to say like, oh, I'm just going to sit here for half an hour. But then we scroll on our phone and we look at Facebook yeah. and we look at Instagram and we read the news and none of that helps. You know? Yeah. yeah. No. Put it no. down. Pay attention Perfect. to real life and just kind of sit and be right. without Right. Some kind of stimulation, like learn to be okay with you. Yes, absolutely. Or when you're walking, I'm shooting ourselves in the foot here, but put your podcasts away. <laughs> when you're walking, don't listen to music. Just enjoy the sound of the birds and feel the wind on your face. And technology is a huge cause of stress and anxiety. And that's brilliant advice, Shan, to just put it away. It just takes you out of the moment. And so you may be thinking, yes. oh, I'm just sitting here at the beach. You know, how come I feel so stressed? Well, if you're sitting there at the beach and you're reading about the news or you're seeing everybody's beautifully painted life online. Which is all fake. <laughs> that's not the same thing as being in the moment. No, no. Being in the moment is 
putting that away. And if you're at the beach, enjoying the sand and the water and the wind on your face and all those things that are in the moment. The physical sensations. That's part of paying attention to what's going on with your body too. Physical sensations. Absolutely. Yes. Well, this is yes. great. I feel better having just had this conversation. <laughs> I'm so glad I do too. Everybody, especially these days with COVID and people out of work and people getting sick and people losing their businesses, there is a lot out there that is stressful and scary for people. And we have to be aware of what we're thinking, what we're focusing on, and do what we can to deal with the stress and let it go. And don't worry because it's a waste and it gets you nowhere. Wise words. So until <laughs> next time, Shaya. Be gentle with yourself, Sandy. It's always fun to talk to you and you be gentle with yourself and all of our listeners. Be gentle with yourself. Thanks, Sandy. And find the good. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.